Welcome into the pop culture pile driver. Yeah, I think I had a throat culture on that one. I am Jason Rossi. You can find us on Twitter at PopCulturePD. We're not the police, but we will hopefully get up to that strive for 105. But with me is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. He can be found at BillyD2411. It is Billy D. What's going on? Hello. Uh, not too much. Had a lot of fun this week doing... Uh, the Dork Podcast, not the Dork Podcast, the, <laughs> the Mac and Goo that, That's where it was. In the Dork Shared Gooniverse. And then I'm going to be on the Crossing State Lions Podcast tomorrow night at 8.30. And then me and Wes and Mac are doing a Kanye Top 11 Podcasters Dozen at yes. 6.30 on Facebook yes. Live. Love so. that it's Top 11. That makes me so horny. Um well, just in case you were wondering what Billy's talking about, we're all over the place. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast right here, wherever you find a podcast. I- iTunes preferred. You can give us a five-star review. That would be most generous and appreciated. You can subscribe to us on YouTube or on Spotify, like we said, anywhere on the old Twitter machine. Again, at PopCulturePD. Facebook on the old Facebook machine at hashtag dork shared gooniverse billy like you said we're pumping out the content over there you can get addicted to the content with us and uh, the whole hashtag dork shared gooniverse is going to be a top 11 kanye countdown it's gonna be much more stuff coming we'll, we'll tell you a little bit about things we have coming up at the end of this podcast but bill um we usually kick this thing off saying like what's on your mind so i guess i will ask you the proverbial question what is on your mind uh the little character test that uh changed my mind did i really liked that it was very interesting oh yes who got what who i did got you get- yeah. I got Brian O'Connor from um, the Fast and the Furious movies, who I love. Uh, he's oh, a very... Paul Walker, right? Yeah, it's Paul Walker. You uh, did. I mean, R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, I love that franchise. It's a great franchise. It's just so out there. I love it. So I don't have the technical skills you do, Bill. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend to. I could YouTube a bunch of stuff and slap it together. But I think I'm going to try to do something. Because you and every podcast you're featured in, whether it's the home base here at uh, Pop Culture Pile Driver, I heard you on Mac and Goo. We'll talk about that a little later. Well, you're going to be on all these other podcast outlets. You know, you're, you're getting rich and famous off of it. <laughs> and the thing I've noticed is you love a lot of things. I do. A lot of, th- I- a lot of things are in your top favorites. I mean, they call me Hyper Billy for a reason. I'm a fan of most things. Uh, I've never heard the Bright Side uh, podcast, but but I kind of think I would gravitate towards that. I mean, I have a hot take now and then, and I hate certain things, (laughs) but, like, I love stuff. I just do. I love stuff, too, but to me, I've noticed everything to you is, like, the cream rises to the top. And when it comes to Billy D, there's a lot of cream in his his, uh, glass because you're always – We were talking about cream today in uh, the Madden chat, which I heard you shit on. In the Madden stream, by the way. I did not shit on. <laughs> I did not shit on. I did not. I I'm just gonna pull, I, I'm gonna pull the clip. I'm you can pull, pull the clip. I just said I don't enjoy the versions of I was trying to be careful and not say I hate playing Madden because I'm on a Madden stream and I believe the company uh, it sounded like a shot at the league. <laughs> it well because I had to redirect in a way because as soon as I was about to say, Well, I don't really like playing Madden because I don't think the gameplay is any good. That's literally my real reason. I don't now I can't say it again. I can't say it anywhere. There's only don't worry, Bill. We'll make sure we'll Madden's edit that. Great. Everything about Madden is awesome. <laughs> I know I'm getting I, Madden. This year's Madden is phenomenal. So if you haven't played it, don't knock it until you try it. But uh, yeah, I like I like stuff. I like stuff, man. What, what can I say? Anyways, but yeah. So, um, but you were saying about the Fast and Furious, one of your favorite I mean, franchises. It is probably a top. Yeah, don't do it. Twenty don't. franchise. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Including sports teams, uh, so <laughs> we'll go there. But he's a really great character, very loyal. Even though he kind of turned on like the cops, it was kind of the Point Break type deal. Uh, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I've said that in the we past. Do. Uh, so very nice to get him. A little disappointed I didn't get you know Sean Spencer or Burton Guster, but I don't think they were on that list because I saw no psych characters. Uh, I did see Burton Guster's character or uh, you know. Gus's character in the West Wing, but that went to uh, Joe, and Joe is one hell of a guy, a backcracker, so he deserved that one. Yeah, I didn't realize that there was multiple like answers to your own thing. I just saw my character, and then I hit back because I did it in the Twitter app. So like you know when you open a link, if you're in Twitter, yeah, you, you can't really go back. Um, so I got um, Angel uh, from Dexter, who was one of my men. Uh, I love that. You watch Dexter? I always forget. Uh, the first like two seasons. By the way, wait till you finish. Change my mind. <laughs> they take some shots. Oh, I, listen. I, 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 I've actually not worried about them anymore because they. I believe here's here's my take on them, and then we'll move the f on. You, you change my mind. Us, the most sensitive podcast. Is no, 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 no. No, they're not. There's four podcasts. No, there's four. No, 
Okay, so it's it's us. Maybe it, I don't think we. I mean, maybe people could say it, but I really don't care all that much. Um, I, I was. We are probably the most sensitive people, but when it comes to this, I don't really care as much. Um, glad to be evolved. Maybe Mac and Goo on the DL, a little sensitive. And but I found like changing my mind just from like the stuff we were talking about today. There were like comebacks. It's like that's sensitive. That seems sensitive. It seems like we yeah. Got- I don't think Goo liked being the uh, low man on the total pole in the chat for a minute. <laughs> no, and I don't think he liked when you pulled that little stunt. Well, not that it was a stunt. You and Mac. If people haven't checked it out, go listen to the draft. I'll give you my feedback on that. Um, Bill did a cool. It was a cool thing. It was basically a it was a three hour block of of adult cartoons. Yes. Um, so everyone had a certain amount of picks. A lot of um, fun. I don't think yeah. I'll ever be asked back because I also, like an idiot, I always put my drink down softly. For some reason, it was a rough day. I kept slamming no, it. But I have no. a feeling Goo hates me for having to edit that in post. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't. If he really edited, that's insane because I couldn't hear it. And I only wa- I oh, waited no. for the podcast. I appreciate it as a video editor. He's an audio perfectionist. Like, I try to be a video perfectionist. So I appreciate it. Well, and what, when I was going back making a video from that, I was like, oh, shit, he's going to kill me. <laughs> well, I didn't notice it. And if he did, he did a good job. If that's not the case, you did fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, so I, I got Angel from Dexter and I didn't know there was more. So I might have to redo it. But uh, really cool thing. Yeah, that I hate those personality tests most of the time, too. That was a good one, though, because that was in was- depth. Well, because I didn't understand. It's like, are you more psychotic? Or are you more horny? <laughs> I'm like, um, depends horny. on the moment. Yeah, well, I'm 100% horny 24-7. It always, well, 16 years ago, a little bit more than today. But nonetheless, Bill, uh, I think we're ready for it. Are we ready to dive into the big, the main event of the pod? Like Pete Rose head first, baby. All right, you got to slide into first. I remember when, um, uh, I can't think of his name now. Uh, let's just move on. And now it's time for the main event. All right, so today, the main event of this podcast, as you see by the namesake of it, is Clue. It's a film from 1985. We'll read all the stats and all that good stuff, but we're going to go right to Mr. Hyperbilly because this is your favorite film. Of all time, and uh, Jacob in the chat, he's from the uh, podcast I'll be on tomorrow. He said he watched it just for this right now in the comment section, and he loved it. It's a great movie start to finish. It's a 90-minute comedy. It takes a little while to set the scene of the movie. Plot holes galore. There's literally a scene at the end when they're recapping it and they're like, Miss Scarlet killed somebody and they show a different fucking character. Yeah, don't that's... care. I don't care. It makes no sense why they're at the house. It makes no sense who killed people. It makes no sense why they did like half of the shit, but it is one of the most fun movies there is. I really do think that it's probably one of the greatest dry humor movies ever without being a spoof. And it was a pretty original idea at the time to take a movie about a fucking board game and literally use all the characters to create probably would you consider this i know we you know we'll get to change my mind later uh a cult classic 100 percent this movie did diddly squat had no reputation for like five years but we can get to all that let's first start off with all the stats and statistics bill this movie was released on 12 13 1985 one day before my birthday one day you weren't even one years old yet um also released on that day a room with a view have you ever heard of that? I've heard of A View to a Kill by, what is it, Duran Duran. The price of gas was, take a guess. 75 cents. $1.13. Oh, get the fuck out of here. You. Uh, the number one record in the U.S. Take a stab. I Got My Mind Set on You by George Harrison. That was in the 90s. One of the best music videos of all time. No Mark doubt. that as a podcast. Um, it was Broken Wings by Mr. Mister. Oh, take these broken, broken wings. Not as good as Kyrie, which is one of my favorite videos I've ever edited to Kyrie Irving passing. I also did a Take These Broken Wings to Gordon Hayward. Ooh, dig that. Makes sense. More, that was still makes me nauseous to this day. Threw away a turkey burger. We'll talk about that another time. The number one movie in the world, Bill, was... Clue! Rocky number four. Oh, wow. No fucking way. Two of my favorite movies, same year. There you go. Bill with his favorite movies. He only has a list of 9,000. Mm-hmm. And hey, these are pretty chalk, Bill. WWF champion at the time. It got to be Hulk Hogan. WCW-NWA champion at that time. Either Ric Flair or Sting. Ric Flair. All right. So now let's get into some of the re- re- ratings and reviews that were written. Some of your favorite people will start off with. Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune gave this 2.5 out of Eat 4 stars. That's not that bad. All right. Don't eat a dick. 
kind of um, gently stroke it. <laughs> he, uh, Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave it two out of four stars. Yeah. Uh, IMDb has it rated as a 7.3 out of 10. Maybe that will come to play later. All right, that's okay. Rotten Tomatoes. The film has been approved by 61, 62% of critics and 86% of audience. And 86? 86 is good for the audience. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then everybody's favorite, Metacritic, a big uh, on the uh, chat behind the scenes of the shared Gooniverse. They're all uh, all up in arms about that. It came in with a 39 out of 100. Oh, that's not great. 50% is usually pretty good. No, it's not. All right, so Bill, let's so kick it off. Metacritic, it's good. No, it is, but I'm just saying it's, it's not a great score for that, but nonetheless, we'll see what you think and more importantly what I think because I think we all know where you're <laughs> going. Uh, Curtain Jerker, Bill, did you like this film? I mean, it's literally All my right, favorite so movie. <laughs> well, what is it about that? Like, you know, we obviously we have a little rundown that we'll go through, but what were some of the things you kind of mentioned a little before? On it's your just ch- childhood for me. It was always on TV. Somebody on Twitter, I forget who it was now, said, you know, this was a, t- a movie that was always on TV. It was always on TV for me. Again, you know, my sister had a huge influence on me musically, but this was also one of her favorite movies. We always watched together. I think it was on Comedy Central all the time, and it kind of developed... Like, Bobby Heenan's responsible for a lot of my sense of humor, and I would say this movie is a lot of my sense of humor. Just that super dry, totally awkward moment kind of wit. And Tim Curry's performance, along with Madeline Kahn, we'll get to that, is some of the best comedy acting you will ever see. Yeah, it is a really funny movie at times my issue with it is well here's the thing this is your favorite movie so it's going to get sensitive any criticism i give Mm -hmm. so i'm fine with that and i have no critique on when somebody says this is my favorite movie i don't roll my eyes at that stuff i don't judge because we all have favorites for reasons that no one else can really explain so if you told me this is one of your like this is one of my blanks like then i would crap on you like oh this is my top six movie or some crap then i'd be like belly full of turd but since i've known you since day one ish it has been clue for you so i'll stand by that but i will say that the movie did i like it yes it's an easy yes on a like love but the thing is the movie the one thing it does for anybody that is probably of our age a little younger especially a little older is you've mentioned it right at the it's based off one of not only a board game but maybe one of the best the board game that like, risk there is more murder mystery in the board game than there is in this movie, which we'll get to. But the thing is, this game is so much fun to play. The thing about Risk, you mentioned Risk. People mention Monopoly. Those games could take forever. Clue, you could bang out two, three games in like a couple hours while mm-hmm. you're still Risk is being traveled on a train like in Seinfeld. Like you have so much. You you're can- not weak. <laughs> And that's the thing. Like, I really like the game Clue. So that actually helped me get into this movie. And you're right. It was on TV all the time. The thing I really like, and we'll get to it later, is the endings. But there's a lot of criticism behind that as well, which we will get to. But let's first, Bill, you talked a little bit about it. Oh, you want to say something about the jerk? One thing real quick, that they have three endings on the movie that's released to DVD. They had one normally on TV. I think Comedy Central did play the three. But in theaters, there was over 14 different endings that were that is, filmed. That is false, and we'll get to it. It's fact-checking I've done, because you've been Ooh. talking about Yeah, so we'll talk about that. Right. But first, let's talk about casting, Bill. You mentioned some of the actors like Tim Curry right off the bat. Breakout performance. This guy is Mr. Cult. Like, he comes off – well, he doesn't come straight off, but he came off of Rocky Horror Picture Show, which might be, like, known as, like, the number one cult classic film of all time. Um, And then he comes into Clue a few years later, and again, another movie in that same thing. And I think there is nobody else – this movie is very well casted. Let me just say that. That there is nobody else in this film that their arc just takes their character and actually portrays good acting like Tim Curry does – as the butler as he just like or mr uh what is it whitworth or uh, wadsworth wadsworth thank you sorry but but as the kitchen dining room that's oh god Uh, i can basically quote this movie line for life i know i'm just gonna let you act after but the the, like the whole rise as this movie goes on and on tim curry just becomes more and more animated and and basically insane and it makes the movie enjoyable as we progress throughout the movie and i think tim curry excellent I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Every line he delivers, he delivers so many. Nah. <laughs> and, then and, nah. and we'll get to it. I'll, I'll say my piece on it later. But there are so many times in Psych where the main character, another show that I love, Sean Spencer, delivers a 
yeah. And it's exactly like Tim Curry. They had him on for an episode. So it's just, it's a, I think it's really like a TV movie guy's movie because it's used throughout pop culture and you see it pop up so many different places. His performance is unbelievable in this movie. I think only to be outdone. Honestly, I think it's a better performance by Madeline Kahn. When you watch this movie again, keep your eye on her in every scene. She is chewing the scenery when she's not having a line, but she's on screen. Her acting on other people's, like, you know, they say the best part of acting is reacting. Her acting in this movie, besides the lines that she delivers, just her doing other things is fucking amazing. Forget that she delivers, you know, flames, flames, like the, ah, everything about her in this movie is great. And by the way, underrated TV hottie, movie hottie in the past. She is a smoke, hides it in this one, but she is a hot, I would, I, I would love to get a shot at Madeline Kahn back in the day. No, please, so go for it now, Bill. Still got time. She's also got to tread on that time. Oh, she's dead. That, well, hey, and we're not going to do this again. Last week we went young. We had some issues. Now we're going to go necro. No, no thanks. Um, that, yeah, we are the Necrophiliac Podcast for you at Pop Culture Ooh. TV. Nope. <laughs> um, but Madelcon, you're right. First of all, the only ad-libbed line in the entire movie is one of the alternate endings, the Flames oh. line you mentioned. That's the only thing because really? the directors, yeah, Jonathan Landau and, and the other and the creators and writers said they didn't want these actors to ad-lib because I watched them a little making of, and they said, because they were all comedians. And this was early, like this again, 1985, probably filmed 1983, 1984. They said that they didn't want all of these actors just like going off because they never get it done. They never get lines done. So that's the only ad-lib line. The only line that was not written. Um, aside from that, Michael McKeon as Mr. Green. So good. It just real the way the movie starts if you you know for those who haven't seen it opens up with like the dog yes yeah, he sits down no, <laughs> i think that see that those little things as you mentioned um sometimes those don't land really well i'll be honest about this movie I, there's a lot of misses in there but this like stuff like that is so like you you know you talk about adult comics like like Family Guy is full of stuff like Sid, then like the human They system. literally Not- did a spoof clue episode. Oh, that's right, they did. That that is <laughs> um, and they steal a bunch of jokes. The other one that I love that he always does, and it's you know, rule of threes, the key to comedy is repetition. Repetition is the key to comedy. Uh it's the I didn't do it. He delivers that line like five different ways in the movie, and it's hilarious every time. Yeah, and if you like the, the like the gay guy that he played in it, you know, to one of the alternate endings, yeah. it's such like a you know, it's a little bit ahead of its time for the way they played with it in the movie. Loved it. Yeah, and also like, uh, was it Elaine Brennan who played Mrs. Peacock, who I think is actually my favorite character in the movie because uh, she's, she's just so aloof to everything. And there's that famous scene when he's like, you know, uh, about like the cooks and all that stuff, and she's like, but look what happened to the cook, and but it's look what happened to the cook. <laughs> And the cook was killed, by the way. Um, great. Obviously, we haven't even mentioned Christopher Lloyd prior to Back to the Future fame. So this is just unbelievable casting. Only was, he was really dwarfed, though. He was dwarfed by most of the people oh. in this cast. Like, he Martin Mull delivers a fucking phenomenal performance. And, they, like, his main thing was being, like, I think the Red Roof Inn guy or whatever the hell, like, whatever company oh. he worked for or uh, whatever hotel chain. And then the, the boss on Roseanne. He was also, Bill, very famously the love interest in, of one of the aunts in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> and then we also had Leslie Ann Warren, who may be one of the most attractive-looking actresses in a movie, like the way it was set. And first of all, talk about a lot of sexual, a lot of Me Too going on in this movie. Oh, because- every time they did the running joke of somebody just staring at her Cleveland. At yeah. one point, Christopher Lloyd, when she leaves yeah. over, just puts his face on her chest, and it's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, oh, it's unbelievable. And then right in the beginning, Christopher Lloyd touches her butt right in the beginning of the movie oh, yeah. when the dog when they're waiting. I didn't realize you were acquainted. You yeah. weren't. Yeah. <laughs> then um the one uh, obviously Tim Curry we mentioned, and then the best actor's name of all time who plays Mr. Body, <laughs> Lee Ving is his name. Yeah. Lee Ving. And he That's was obviously the only guy that he was just kind of there. He was just like yeah. I, if you look at his IMDB, he's got nothing. I mean, yeah, exactly. I think was like an adult. Like, not a porno actress, but she did, like, a lot of, like, caged heat type, like, weird-ass movies. But she's a smoke show. Her and Sensational Sherry and Miss Elizabeth were, like, my first, like, crushes growing up. Oh, that's the, uh, the, uh... The first the, Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, please. Those, those things were jiggling around like nobody's business. But, uh, now we'll get into, Bill, the acting and the writing of this film. This is where, for me, it takes a little... We're getting a little wishy-washy. 
I mean, I think the acting and the writing is the acting is knocked out of the park home run. I think the writing to write a a movie about legitimately a board game phenomenal. Like the, the actual <laughs> like we're putting script. it on this interesting scale here. I mean, uh, Jacob brings it up in the comment. Jumanji is his still his favorite movie about a board game, but that's not no, a real board that's game. That's not a real board game. The no. board game came out after. Yes. So this movie is like preposterously well written. The the actual like logic of it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like I will admit that. Like I watch it back, there's plot holes all over the place. <laughs> But the comedy writing, the comedic timing, the jokes that they use, they're so perfect for the era. And the actors deliver the lines so well. I mean, Tim Curry's performance, I think, groundbreaking for the time in 1985. Like, this is a comedy movie that has legitimately fucking home run acting. Yeah, see, I, I don't agree. I think it's good. I don't think it's great. I think there's a lot of dry, like, moments. This movie takes, especially- It's a dry comedy. It, it, that's fine, but it takes a while to like. I don't laugh out loud most of the time with this movie. I chuckle at times. I think it's really well done overall, the product. But I think there's so many moments where like they're tr- either they were trying too hard or the writing was trying to get you to laugh at certain parts. So like, what parts? Off the top of my head, like the opening scene when they're like sipping the um the soup. Oh, that's, and, a, and, that's and, an iconic moment. But see, I don't. I look at like it's funny, but it takes so long. It's that's like the point of it. I, just like you know that for me wasn't it wasn't landing for me those never jokes by itself not for me <laughs> yeah yeah honestly have you ever slurped but honestly i think aside from that you know the right it's more on the writing than the acting i guess i would say and i'm not going to pretend like i'm like oh as i if i were to write this script but i just think like there's it takes a while for this movie to really pick up and get to the scenes and get no, to like I, the really fun part i paused it and it takes like 35 minutes for it to go like full bore craziness and before that is what is it one of our podcasts like that takes a long time no it doesn't because it's setting the story and to me like the opening stuff there's jokes all over the place the the, them checking their foot for and that lasted a long that takes a that's a long running no it's not well that's the point of a long running joke is to keep coming back the uh soup sipping i absolutely love there's so many like memeable looks from that first dinner scene that i agree that, like and like them going and getting to know each other that's the kind of murder mystery element that you kind of need to have and then mr green breaking the table like there's so <laughs> many good like little things and then he goes to find a seat can't find a seat all of that stuff is is to me perfect you find out about mrs white's husband and that he was an illusionist well he never reappeared well he wasn't a very good illusionist so to me that's the kind of like little individual jokes i look for in movies and i think that's why this hits home for me so well this speaks to my comedy bone directly. Well, you can put your comedy bone away for a moment because there is, I just feel a lot of these things, A, don't hold up. Like it's hard to watch in 2020 in some aspects because it's a slower type pace, which I get. For 97 minutes, it feels like it's longer. That's a problem uh, in my eyes. Uh, that's more than- I not disagree more. I feel like it's paced perfectly. I feel like everything hits where it's supposed to hit. The To make a long story joke, uh, to make a long story short, which I use on you all the time, too late. They use that a couple of times during it. It's just to me the perfect build to a movie. And then once you get to that, like the crescendo of when everything starts going to shit, it goes to shit and it's beautiful. And you mentioned plot holes. I'm not even going to pick on that. I'm really not. But the writing, the issue I have with it is what is the GD ending? They didn't really write an ending. And I get that's part of it. They say, but this is how it really happened. But still, you know what I mean? We just want, you know, and We'll get to this now. Well, uh, maybe this will be, no, I'll save this one last thing. But I find that to be annoying, even though I will say it's a major part of the whole movie. Like, I still don't really understand because if you went to theaters and we'll talk because about Because it's this, like Clue. There could be multiple endings to it. We're trying to figure out who No, no there's one. Yeah, that's the best. That, uh, that's, yeah. But that is by far not the point of Clue. Clue, you know who did it. You're trying to search there for could it. Be a multiple, there's a different ending every time you play Clue. That's kind of the thing that they were playing sure. with in this movie. All right, let's get to the music now, Bill. There's really not much to go off of aside from one excellent score. Oh, that's well, it. The whole point of this movie, and I didn't, like, when I rewatched it, I was like, of all of our topics, I'm not going to like the music. It's not good. It's a well-used score for the movie. I it's think the like, opening score is fantastic. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But it it's kind of, like, cheesy. It's not like a John Williams one. And as I thought about it, I wouldn't want it to be that serious because it's not a serious movie. The the whole kind of light, like keyboardishness to it, and like the higher tones, kind of plays to the undercuts the seriousness of the the setting. Because the setting for this movie 
is banana land good. Like the, this yeah, house, the house is legitimately perfect for the clue house. Yeah, and on the outside look, the gargoyles, the dogs at the beginning, even that dog joke at the beginning is fucking hilarious. I also feel bad for the dogs, by the way. Just side note, like it's pouring rain out and it's yeah. just in there. It's kind of sad. Um, but no, but the, the other thing, I love the score of this movie. I'll be honest. I when I was working, aside from you know doing some real work, I was just listening to this like that opening score. <laughs> it, it's a little um like Beetlejuice esque. It has mm. that kind of sense where you, the one thing I like about it, as soon as I hear it, I remind me. I know it's not obvious, but like it reminds me of this movie. Like mm. as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh clue. Like, yeah, uh, yes. Like clue makes this movie makes me happy. I have a lot of criticisms of it, whatever. But I think it is like just a fun time. Cause like you said, when you were younger, you heard this theme. It reminded me of being a child. So it gave me like memories of eating Nella wafers, like watching this on a Friday night on whatever network it was on, because it was a lot more movies on television at the time. Uh, on like 10 date channels or whatever. So that I liked, but obviously aside from that, not a lot of movies till, like you said, I mean, not a lot of music till the very end. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's like, you get what I mean about it. It's not a yeah. serious score and the boom, but the crew cuts, <laughs> yes. boom, bay. Oh, life would be a dream. I think that's used so well throughout the movie. When like the lights go back on and the music comes back on just such iconic shit in this movie. So, Bill, you want, I'm just going to hand over. You can act out with any scene you want here. I, I basically have, like, his whole monologue with, like, you had a letter, you had a letter, you had a letter. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Every line that he delivers, I could basically do the whole movie if you wanted to. But, like, the best one is, this is war, Peacock. You cannot break an omelet without, you cannot make an omelet without breaking no. eggs. Any cook will tell you that. But look what, what happened to the cook. Oh, it is. That's gold. I love Tim Curry's line you mentioned earlier. It's like, we're trying to find out who did it, where they did it, and with, or like, what? what they, yeah. We're trying to find out who killed them, where, and with what. You're shouting. I'm not shouting. All right. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. Boom. And then, he and then uh, when Mrs. Peacock, no, because Mrs. White breaks the glass and just goes, please. Like, <laughs> she is so electric in this movie. To go back to that Tim Curry line, the reason that line is iconic, when you think about it, it's the game. That's what you yeah. play the game. And that's why I love that line. I also, we talked about the flame speech, completely ad-libbed, completely ridiculous. You, It feels ad-libbed while you're watching it. So that can feel a little wonky, but still excellent. Also love the scene where they find Colonel Mustard's pictures. And like, oh, you were going to never. Grante delecto. <laughs> And then, and then um, uh, what do you call it? Mrs. White comes in. She goes, no one can get in that position. Christopher yeah. Lloyd's character comes, let me show you. Get off of me. <laughs> Her delivery. Get off me. And I still yes. use, I use that all. Get off me. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's great stuff. So I will say, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good to this, but uh, I do have my issues. Uh, now we'll jump into Bill, the legacy. I'll let you kick off. What do you think the legacy of this film is? It's a cult classic. I think this is War Peacock. Every time I make a reference to this, that's what my, you know, Best friend Anthony always says, this is war, Peacock. That's probably the ultimate line that sticks with people, but it's a cult classic movie. I think if you like this movie, like you don't, you either love, love this movie or you just, you know, kind of like it. Now, I don't think you can really hate Clue. It's not a hateable movie. It's an all time cult classic. They didn't reference it on the Change My Mind podcast. A little disappointing. They referenced like Most comedies. But uh, I, I like how they described, you know, what it was before and all of the stuff fit their criteria. That's all I asked for from a podcast. So boom, there it is. But like this legacy, I think, is Tim Curry's performance. This is War Peacock. And I think the underrated thing is how good Madeline Kahn is. I think she's the greatest female comedic actor I've seen in movies. I really do. Like I, she, I, she's I, been really good. The History of the World, The History of the World Part 2, Young Frankenstein. Have you ever seen the movie Mixed Nuts? That might be one we could do. That movie is banana land good. One of the first Adam Sandler movies. She's just so she like watch watch it back one day and just watch the way she chews every scene. She's not. Oh, in this movie, it's unbelievable. I know she's not delivering a line. She's yeah, still the facials. Her the facials are great. Um, I, I listen. I'm not disrespecting that. To me, the legacy. It's as simple as this. It is the three endings. It is the multitude of endings. People always remember that. Uh, I think that's what made this movie even more famous. Um, we'll get to it in just a second. Um, what the r- really what happened behind the scenes, but that's what I think the legacy of this movie is. When people think of Clue, they think of yeah, I think Tim Curry and I think the three endings. I think that's really what stands out. There could be obviously Christopher Lloyd, if, what his career was able to become, but I don't think he's remembered as much because he really, as you said in the beginning of this, just kind of there, kind of a guy. Yeah, I mean, he's fine for what yeah. he is, but everyone else kind of like um, Mr. Green. What's his name again? 
uh, Michael McKean. Michael McKean has a phenomenal performance. Martin Mull has a very good performance. Miss Scarlet has a fantastic mm-hmm. performance. And then Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn just literally fucking steal the goddamn show. Yeah, and I just think, yeah, for me, again, those endings, I think that's, like, that's always what I'll remember about the movie. Like, and not a dislike, necessarily. It's odd, but I just, that's, like, what made it kind of special, I guess, especially when you were a kid, because it showed all three. Mm-hmm. All right, Bill, so now we'll say then, now, forever. Bill, what would you say this movie, or did you think, or will this movie, has it, if I could speak, stand the test of time? I think it does. I've watched it in the last week probably four times in like beginning. Right. I got to know your time schedule. I listen to you on other podcasts. You watch a lot of stuff. What's going on over there? We got to sit right. down. So I watched it last <laughs> night, beginning to end. Sure. And I watched it uh, the day before that while I was doing stuff. I watched it the day before that while I was doing stuff. And probably when we came up with this idea or like when it won the poll, I watched it. Like I can just put it on like, these are my work computers when I'm doing <laughs> graphics. Yeah, I can watch it. So I just put it on. I'll put it on cleaning my room. I'd rather do that sometimes than listen to music. So I always Fair. have it on. This is by far and away the movie I've seen the most in my life. I saw it a ton mm-hmm. as a kid. I watch it anytime. Like I'm like, ah, I don't know what to watch. I'm not in the mood for anything. Clue is the thing I'm always in the mood for. Like you said, once I hear that, I'm into it. Once Tim Curry gets going, literally when he does the picked up the dagger, run down the hall. <laughs> like, and this like uh, the, the then now forever, it's in everything. Every show that you like has some wink and a nod to this. Community had one of their posters as a very familiar shot from a clue thing. The parents in community are Martin Mull and Miss Scarlet. Like they're, they're British parents in the movie. Psych references it. Family Guy does an episode about it. So, I mean, it's a murder mystery thing, but, like, this is, you know, Keith always says he loves a good whodunit. This is one of the best whodunits, and the whodunit doesn't fucking matter. Like, they don't even care. Uh, Yeah, they don't. That's not, that's kind of an issue I have with the movie, which I'll do in the final, but I say it doesn't hold up as strong just due to the pacing. Just due to the pacing. The pacing is so good. It's a good movie. I like this movie, but I don't think it holds up in 2020. If you never saw it, I know Jacob in the comments said he watched it today. He really liked it. I'm glad. But I don't think people, like, I don't think it's like if you compare it to things today, and I know that's almost nearly impossible. I feel like it doesn't hold up a certain way. But a lot of the things you mentioned does. It's gifable. It's it's memeable. And it has a lot of references, like you said, in modern pop culture that maybe not actually 2020, but go back about six, seven years more, like, I think the um, people that were inspired by Clue were making more movies and TV shows that you mentioned. Uh, but I just feel like right now it, it doesn't hold up exactly the same, but I still I think mean, it's it's worth taking the time to watch this movie. I, I, I totally disagree. I think it holds up so well. There's so many things. Some Everything is almost, for me, obviously it's a little different, but like the da-da-da-da-da-da, I... Oh, the telegram. telegram. Fucking bang. Yeah, dead. Love that scene. So fucking perfect and then once he get literally once that like his performance when he's recapping everything is one of the all-time great comedy performances yeah so i agree with you there um that the te- telegram scene always gets me um though the pull apart i'm gonna kick this one off because the famous thing we were talking about earlier there was rumors of 14 endings there have been rumors of 13 the it came down to this there was four written four written endings for this movie the fourth one was never filmed oh and that fourth one is included in a book by the namesake of the movie so there's a clue book right now bill you want to get this book you want it 100 100 bucks i'll buy it it's rare so on amazon it's clue it's a it was the book inspired by it's a book inspired by the movie it's a book inspired by the movie, inspired by the game. It's written all in this. really funny. But basically, the writers teamed up with a, a paperback writer to put this together. And there was four endings. The fourth one we never see in the movie is where the butler murders everybody. Okay, that's fair. That kind of is what happened in one of the things. He kind of has him kill. Like, he has everybody kind of kill them for yes. him by the way he sets it up. By the way, the other thing, like, it, it drives me crazy. Even as a kid, when I watched it, when the driver's like, I think, you know, and one of the guys here is my old boss from yes. the war. And I'm just like, well, I would have been like, hey, what up? And like, not as I know as you. Whatever's, <laughs> yeah, I, I know you. Like, you can, like, they explain away the, you know, a vet and um, uh, Mrs. White 
flinch. Like, they explain that one way. They kind of explain it. Don't I know you from somewhere when the cop walks in? And, like, I may have seen you, but, you you know, like, no, I've seen you, but you may have not seen me, Miss Scarlet to Colonel Mustard. So they kind of explain a lot of that away, but there's, like, glare. Like, I want to be a script supervisor if they read (laughs) your crew. Actually, I don't, because I hope they don't. Like, I know they're kind of redoing it. Well, like, I... I would literally go to the theater that night and I would print out a million DVD copies and be like, here, just go home, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'll still see it. Yeah. I think they're going to have, what's his name? Ryan um, Reynolds. Play Wadsworth. Yes. So right now it's, it, it, it was, I don't know if that's a good casting though. It, I don't know if that fits. Ryan Reynolds can pull off most things. I will say he's pretty versatile. I know, but it's hard to compare. That's the point. That's a problem. Tim Curry did such a good job. It's my issue with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I didn't give Heath Ledger the credit for a long time because I don't know. I'm an originals guy. But the other thing is, it is done by the whole Deadpool like crew, writers, everybody. So it could be and good. It's probably, it I would assume it's a love note to the movie because I'm assuming they like it. Because like, I'm telling you, this, if, I, if I could get a chance to ask most directors, TV people, they probably say Clue's one of my favorite movies. I swear to God. Because you see it in so much of their work. Sure. Well, we'll see. But the only last thing I'll pull apart on this part of it is that frustration of the release. The reason this movie kind of bombed is because it was three endings released in three different parts of the country Mm -hmm. then rotated week by week so you were basically told hey billy give us at the time probably four dollars to go see this movie you didn't like it all that much because nobody seemed to when it came out well next week come back and give us another four bucks and there's a different ending it's like f you f you that was such a like i think dick thing to do i think it's a decent ploy but not 1985 like that was like tricks and trades of yesteryear like that's like imagine going to well not today let's say 2019 going to the movie going to see knives out we both enjoy that movie but told like there's three different endings you have to go during these times to see those endings suck it Uh, i mean like you can just take the like i actually hate the first like i actually hate the ending that they say is the real ending oh the original i don't want want tim curry to be the bad guy i just don't (laughs) Like I like the peacock and Miss like the Miss Scarlet moment, and we haven't even talked about probably the most iconic line to everyone else but me is the one plus two plus one plus two. Like the that still is one plus two plus one plus two plus one. Like that <laughs> one. Shut up! There's one more pearl in this guy. And guess who's gonna get it? Like that line. Like the delivery <laughs> is so good. Everything about this movie. I I mean I'm a, a stand for this movie, so I probably sound ridiculous with Hello. my things here, but it's I, it's just it's in my heart. No, and that's the thing. That's why I'm not going to argue with you too much because I understand when something's your favorite, there's no, you don't fight that. I, I have my critiques. But now, Bill, and the most ridiculous part of this podcast that we do every time we do a movie, I'll just hand it over to you to start. What is your rating, Bill, from 1 to 11? 50. That's 11. <laughs> that is Bill's, uh, what is that, your third? We've done like four of these, and like you give 11s out like. You Step give it up. Brothers, well, I mean, come on. Step Brothers, Tommy Boy, and Clue. My favorite movie of all time. Here we go. You Tommy Boy and 11 as well. I did, and I regret it. I regret it, but I'm not I, taking I, it back. I take it back. But it's a cult and, class. And Step Brothers is a fucking perfect comedy. I will give this movie, even on my best day, like when I really think about it and I sit back, it's like a nine at best. So I'll give all it right, like. That's fine. But I'm not giving it a nine. I'll say it's a nine at best. So I'll say like 8.5. Right, I think it's fair. a little off. And that for just for me, and you know, whatever, this is my rating. Who gives a crap what I think? But uh, aside from the millions and millions of half a million, which half a million, half a million, half a million of people listening, um, we appreciate you very much. But yeah, that is our rating. Let us know your thoughts on this movie. Don't be scared to, you know, let us know. Bill, again, this is Bill's favorite movie. So whatever you need to know about him, it's right there for you. Um, and again, really enjoyed this movie. It has so much nostalgia. I had one person, I commented even on Facebook saying I was watching this. They said they watched this for it before kindergarten every day i mean it's, it's a great fucking movie i can't tell you how many times i watched this before i was an adult and owned it oh, yeah. it's always on tv and i was always in the mood for clue i assume you own this movie i own it on like i own it on amazon i own it on my computer i own a dvd yeah and whatever it is i got it that's like me with Jaws. I have like 19 versions of Jaws. All right. So, Bill, uh, that wraps up our clue. So, definitely like get involved. Let us know your thoughts. Um, let us know what you like the movie. Did you not? Have you seen it? Whatever your thoughts are, you can uh, tag us on the old Twitter machine at PopCulturePD. And don't forget to give us a follow. We're striving for 105, and we're pretty damn close. I'm not going to play numbers, but we're close. Um, so, Bill, before we wrap up here and talk about our future podcast, so what else is going on in the DSU, the Dork Shared Gooniverse? So, Dork took the week off. And yeah, what was that? 
changed my mind at a hot take. I mean, well, they might have stuff going on. Who knows? But I think their 200th episode is next. As you can see over one of my shoulders here, I made a nice little graphic for the Rossi's, you know, Horrible take of the week. So hopefully they use that. I'm assuming they will. Um, I have not said anything bad in like months. I don't know what they could use. Well, they might use one of your takes on this movie because I think yeah. Keith or Davey, depending on who commented, liked it. Uh, Change my mind. Did cult comedy classics? I think we can dive into that in the, uh, the yeah. our ending in ending. In and a second. then Mac and Goo did the Aliens review. No, no, they didn't. They did the draft with you. You moron. You were on it. Now they're doing an Aliens review. They did a draft of comedy or cartoon, adult cartoons. I will say this. Uh, aside from the little thing, I don't know how you and Mac pulled off what you did, how you thought that that Keith, I mean, sorry, that Goo would take those exact things, like the clerk and the things that he would say. I feel like that's all doctored, but it was too funny. Good job. No, it's that. not. It's 100% I, I, real. I trust you. I'm saying it feels like it's doctored, how, how, like, how you would know that. So I listened, the first podcast I ever listened to of Mac and Goo was the one you were on. And then I really enjoyed it, so I listened to almost all of them since. He brings it up a couple times, and the oh, first okay. time or the second time I ever met him after I did the cartoon for him, he somehow brought that up in conversation. It was at one of the things when we introduced. Yeah, I one of the idol hand things, and I, I said to Mac, I was like, "He's going to bring that up, guaranteed," and he did. <laughs> and that was funny. It was really funny. Um, but I will say that good job on that. I, I, I hate to say it, I like a lot of Goose picks. You guys said he went niche to me, like Daria. I love that show. Be- uh, you took Beavis and Butthead. Did you take Beavis and I Butthead? I did. Okay, because I forgot the list. I was listening this morning during a walk. Um, my house was uh, hot as hell, so I said, nah, let's go on the heat. Um, but I really like that pick, too, because I think those are very famous cartoons. I know you think Mac won. I don't know, because the top of Goose Draft, and depending on who's voting, there's some other ones. Like, you took Aqua Fe- Teen Hunger Force. I don't – that show just isn't for me. So good. I never watched it. Robot Chicken, by the way, I don't <laughs> think – not that- for me. Yeah. Never watched it. Never watched it. Like why? Well, not it. for you. But Sorry, you never. Watch. I would sit down and watch it. I it was on TV after like Robot Chicken or before because it's in that same yeah. time frame, and I was just like, nah, I don't like it. It's so good. I'm sure it's good. The, a lot of those like Boondock. It's not Boondock. even we like because at the time I didn't do like I I never touched the stuff. Uh, I didn't inhale like Bill Clinton, and I would watch it with Zach and you know my yes. say, like our friends, and yes. it was legitimately I've had like. Dying like belly hurt laughing from that show because of all of the, all of the characters deliver at moments hilarious lines. Yeah, I'll just be interested to see who votes. And it's going to take me time. I'm going to have to relook at the list because I love The Critic. That was one I literally that was ready a to write. great pick. I was so and, mad at And that show that. was so damn good. His issue, though, and you were dead on, Bill, and I'm not just agreeing with you because you're my tag team partner in the podcast fair. Ghost, whatever fucking ghost. Oh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast sucks. It's trash. Terrible. It is trash. It's un- unwatchable. It's you nailed un- it. I've watched that show a couple years because I liked it when I was a kid just because I liked night, night TV, just kind of like Goo kind of does. And I remember watching that like not too long ago, like picking up a clip. It wasn't the Gilligan's Island thing you mentioned. It's such hot garbage, unwatchable. It's trash. And it's in the in the, the graininess of the cartoon, it's hard to watch. But Critic, he was really good with. Daria, I thought that was an awesome pick. Um, and then I didn't get like you guys mentioned Robot Chicken, but I don't think Robot I Chicken is animated. That, but I, I actually really liked. That's no, well, that's why I didn't like. I didn't. I didn't consider that, and I didn't consider the PJs, which I loved. I would have yeah. actually taken that over the show that like I just watched one or two episodes of, and like the recap of the whole show. Like the Venture Boys seems like a phenomenal show, and like, the episode I watched was I tried to watch Samurai Jack, which everybody told me to watch too. Couldn't find that, but. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun draft. I had a lot of fun, but because of this, I don't think I'll be. And because, you know, I took a shot at Goo, I don't think I'll ever be asked back. Ah, it's almost get over himself. Everyone takes shots at me. I'll get them on air anytime they want. All right. Uh, I'll, but just, you know, Dork next week, their 200th they announced is one of those self indulgent episodes where we have to like fill out something like our favorite this. Oh, our that favorite was a great Mac and Goo episode, though. Yeah. I'll, yeah. The self indulgent. I'm all about it. Listen, you, you won the worst, uh, like, co oh, or the sweet. worst. Uh, you won the worst special appearance. Nice. <laughs> I've been on their back since, so that's great. Um, I know. <laughs> so just real quickly, in the Change My Mind podcast, they talked about cult classics. And I get that they said their rules. And I know I get like, oh, I don't have rules. I have rules, mother efforts. I just don't allow – I got mad one time about it. And I said, ah, who cares? Let people talk. So you and Fry, the Friar, once you finish, take so many shots at you. I was – I actually brought it like, – Weak okay. sauce. Oh, Weak sauce. It was, it was like I was dying laughing. You guys have to find something you disagree on and do a face. Oh, yeah, he can anytime. It's I'll do it anytime. So good. I like, disagree with half uh, of his life. But 
<laughs> Dude, I was listening in the shower. I almost had to like, st- I, I thought it was going to slip and fall. I was dying laughing. But I will just say like my, my issue with their cult thing and everyone's talking about it in our little universe. So you're going to hear a lot of this is those movies to me aren't cult classics. And I get it. They went just comedy. They set up this mysterious rule and that's fine. I don't, I'm not going to critique them. It's good content. If it makes people react, you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But I, when it started, I listened to the whole ramp up. To, like, it took like an hour and a half to get to it. And I got there and then I, they started talking about the, they're like, we're going to do five picks each. And Friar starts Pick number five, Mr. Deeds. I hit pause. I said, I don't got time for this because I'm going to blow my top. I'm going to lose it. Mr. Deeds is not even a cult classic. It's not even a classic. People don't even care for that movie. It may be Adam Sandler's worst movie in his comedy, in the comedy genre. You can have other stuff people that's can draw. That's my boy I've never seen, but I've heard that. Oh, that's story. my boy. I like that movie. I think that movie's actually really good, but that's my take. I've never that's seen it. Thought. It's this movie, Mr. Deeds, and I don't get me wrong, I really liked it when it came out. It's hard. It's a hard watch. And now I don't know what the legacy to make it culty. What? Cause the guy has a burnt foot. Like I don't get it. And that aggravated me. Then I saw what everybody else was saying. And then I saw their poll. Their poll is legit. Some of the most popular movies of all time. And yes, I voted for hot tub time machine. Cause that is anything that's close, but I don't look at that. I don't know. That's just me. They do their podcast. They did a good job. So, hey, but I think it's... it's <laughs> give him a golden stick in it. No, it was... I, I will. I'll give him an A for effort. It was hilarious. I think me and Wes are going to, like, we're doing the Kanye thing. We seem to have similar tastes besides the fact he doesn't like roast beef sandwiches, which is insane. I don't, like roast. Uh, I don't eat roast beef. Yeah. What am I doing here? Roast I, think beef. I, think, I think it's me, Mac, and Goo. That's it. The roast beef boys? <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible nickname. <laughs> Roast beef curtains with Billy D. Uh, um, that could be your like segment. Every no, it's all the podcasts have like a segment for somebody, so you could do Billy D's roast beef curtains. No, I will not do that. <laughs> That's terrible. Have you ever seen one by itself? It's not for me. It's not for me either, Bill. And I've seen them up close and personal. Let's get weird. <laughs> um, before we hit the road, Bill, upcoming podcasts on this theorem channel. Some side stuff that's going to be coming out. We have, I'm going to be releasing a Randy Orton at SummerSlam history. A what if wrestling? Yeah, we're going to get to it. Don't get me wrong, Bill. Make you do a lot of work. But next week, Bill, we're going back to the tier list. People really enjoyed the uh, rock band one. I'm still getting compliments on that now, which is interesting. I also got a lot of comments, people destroying us on our top 11 um, summer songs. But I'm like, bros. Like somebody in the comments today was like Fat Lip. I'm like, yeah, Fat Lip was your song of the summer, but it wasn't a song of the summer. Yeah, when you pitched it, I was like, oh, this is going to be tough because I don't know what was number ones. And songs of the summer to me are very specific to like how I feel. Our friend Caitlin, you know, a very good friend of ours. Yeah. Texted me this morning. It was like, I don't know how you can rank stuff. I have so many ever-changing things. I define stuff at the moment. And for me, that's a summer song to me. Like, it could come out in fucking December. But, like, Danza Kadora, like, that for me <laughs> is a summertime banger. Because yeah. I think about it, and I just fucking want to dance with my fucking, like, like dance, dance in a circle around my friends with no shoes. Woo! Fuck shoes. <laughs> no, I agree. And that's why, like, it was set up for what was the longest yeah, number yeah, one of Which was a good idea, and everybody fucking hated it. <laughs> that's fine. But, but they talked about it. Yeah, that's the same thing with Change My Mind. I think they're just trolling at this point. I think they know what they're doing. They're Dude, putting they, a lot. They said we should review Tommy Boy, and they were dead serious about it. They were like, I don't know if anybody's done that before. That makes me hurt. That hurts me a little bit. Uh, this was before the DC, uh, the, the George. I Lewis don't care. Show. I know what they did in the past. It takes a button to look back, it takes a button. Fryer was ashamed by it, so I, I okay, that's fine. As long as they're like they own it, that's okay. Like I said, I have no beef with that. Just own up your your horrible stuff, and that's fine. Like I have to every single goddamn day. Um, all right, so next week, Bill, we're bringing back the tier list, but we are doing something that I think is going to get a lot of people chat chatting. Candy. Ooh. Not the song, not the porn star, which I'm sure there's one. I we're already know the video music I'm using. I taste just like candy. Oh, I thought you were going to go with like, uh, there's so many candy songs. That sounds amazing. That's that's another cringeworthy. Not as cringeworthy as the whistles, the whisper song. Uh, You were not on that trip for my bachelor party. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, things happen, but the whole time. I'll be at the next one. Our friend Vona was just like, the yeah. whole time. It was, I love I love that song just for like our friend doing every time we were out in Vegas. Where do you see? And he would do I, the edited version. 
That's even better. Uh, but yeah, so we'll do a candy tear list next week, Bill. Uh, we'll put a, uh, just a tweet out just asking people what their favorite candies are because we'll put them all on the damn list. Uh, we will come back the following Sunday for a SummerSlam reaction. There will also be a SummerSlam preview coming. This card is shaping up, Bill. I don't know. You haven't been as hot and heavy, but it's looking decent. And as there should be a cool kitchen. As Bailey and Sasha are involved, I'll watch. They should be involved potentially in three matches. So you should be good there. Um, we also will be, we're pushing back some stuff because September, we've decided to gimmick out, Bill. Every year with TV, September sweeps them on. So everyone tries to get their biggest ratings and do all their big draws. Well, we're going to be teaming up with podcasts in the Gooniverse. Outside of that, well, we're going to you know brainstorm some stuff and we're going to come back at you in September with a bunch of good ideas with other people. I know people usually talk about this off air, but I think our kickoff episode for Sweeps Week needs to be the Disney draft. Yes. Every time I, I brought every time I brought this up, everybody is fucking angry, vehement, has a definite opinion. So I think that could be a banger. Yeah, I think some of the ideas, if we're spitballing here, nothing means that that one's definitely gonna happen. We'll probably bring out a new jukebox year of the guest or guests choice. Mm-hmm um we'll probably have some other stuff that's involving of the rest basically if we go down our list of our topics we do movies we do wrestling we do um music and we do a little we haven't done video games yet and i think it could be a good time to uh, dip the old toe whatever you and fryer disagree on the most i want to have you guys on that podcast and i'll just moderate it that can okay. be the blow off of sweet sweet that can be well sweet actually sweet. you actually that's an idea i have for november because we are in an election year bill so i was thinking about some stuff that we could do debate wise but maybe we could debut and see how we do a little tester in september because i was thinking we could one of us narrate or, or moderate while one of the other person debates somebody else. So, or it could be all in one. There's so much fun to come here, folks. Please do get addicted to the content over at Twitter, on Twitter, at PopCulturePD, PD, God, I cannot say that. PD. PD. Uh, get uh, addicted to the content on YouTube, Pop Culture Pile Driver. You can find Billy D at BillyD2411. Find me on Twitter at Jason D. Rossi. By the way, those are both of our Instagrams as well. You switch up the old IG. Love it. Um, and also check us out in the Dorkshire Gooniverse. Anything else I'm missing a plug or anything else I'm missing in general? Nope. I think we got it all covered. Check out all of our podcasts that we have. Check out the streams. Did you say yes. that? Dr. Joe, all them. Oh, no, I didn't. Dr. Joe, uh, Shine Time, both Twitch affiliates, Arvon D. Twitch I got to get on. We, I mean, you have a PlayStation, right? Yeah, I got we, a PlayStation and an Xbox. We got to get on Fall Guys or whatever the hell that game is where it oh looks like God. Rabbids meets whatever it is. Yeah. That game looks banana land fun. Okay, I will do that. I will. Do, I don't know if I can talk during video games the way my PlayStation set up, though. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll literally go to Tari tomorrow, but buy actually, you a headset, and drive No, I was going to say, you know what? You might like that I can't talk to during <laughs> video games, actually. <laughs> no, it's not um, as much fun. Okay, well, I'll figure that out. I think I could probably just – actually, PlayStation – who cares? We'll end this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate it so very much. Hope you're being safe, staying safe, having fun, enjoying your summer, or wherever you're listening to this. We will catch you all next week. That candy tear list is coming, so tweet at us some of your favorite candies. For Billy D, I'm Jason. Rossi, full name. I don't know why. Frank says hi.